Welcome to a brand new episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. I'm so glad you're joining us. If you are back again listening to another episode, we thank you for joining us again. And if you're new to the episode, then I'm grateful that you're giving our podcast a chance and I hope that you enjoy this. While I was trying to prepare for this episode and thinking about it, I really started to think, you know, it's the new year, you know, where it's the 31st today and we're all in a headspace right now. Well, many of us are where we're trying to make a positive change. We're trying to be better about something. We're trying to set new goals And although I don't like to give in to mass hype about anything, because I believe that, you know, we should be self-improving and getting better and having goals for ourselves and working at them all year, there's just something about the new year. It almost feels like it's like a reset button for us, you know? And a little backstory, a couple years ago, I would say four or five years ago, Brian and I started this thing where... Every like New Year's Eve or like a couple days before, I will ask him and I will say, hey, is there something that I need to get better at this year? You know, last year we talked about this, but this year, what can I get better at? How did I do last year with this thing? Like I ask for honest feedback because he is, you know, by far the one person that I spend the most time with and vice versa. So I feel like I can get the most honest feedback from him and I give him the same feedback. So... A couple years back, one of the things that he had mentioned to me, which took me by surprise, was that I need to not cancel plans. Um, If I make a plan or I have somewhere to be or something to do, I have to stick to it. And I I don't know why, a couple years ago, I got into this habit of canceling plans last minute. So I have been very good at that for the last several years. I've been getting much, much better with it. And it's something that I always think about. I didn't just try to be better that year. I tried to get better every single year at that one thing. So I tried to build on the previous year and continue to get better. I don't want to, you know, forget the thing that he told me a couple years ago just to work on the thing he's going to tell me this year. And then the year after, it was around networking. To start networking more, to meet people in St. Louis, to get out there and whatnot. And this past year... It was, oh, to do more stuff um, outside of our comfort zone. And so this year, particularly, it is more based around networking and also adopting more of an attitude of can do. And although we talk about this all the time in the podcast, you know, sometimes the person closest to you can call it on your bullshit. You know, it's like, hey, we need to like give it like we were giving it 100% these last few. We need to give it like 1,000% this year. And so with that being said, I was inspired to do a podcast around this. And I thought, you know, we all get tied up in. Well, first, let me backtrack for a second. If you have a spouse or a significant other or, you know, a best friend or a parent that you or a sibling that you really, really look up to or somebody that really, really knows you and can call you out on your bullshit, I would strongly recommend having a little sit down with that person, asking them, you know, one or two things, no more than that, that they think you can get better at. Write them down on a piece of paper 
and work on it all year. I personally have it written out on a little note, a notepad, and it's taped to my mirror in my bathroom. So each year I just grow and grow and I get better at each thing. You know, I have year one, year two, year three, year four. I have this year's up on there already. And you can remember, it'll stay in the forefront of your mind every morning when you're in your bathroom, that this is one of those things that you want to get better at and master and perfect. So definitely ask somebody. And I think it's a great way to start the new year of just picking one or two things to get better at. And it could be anything like mine were you know, not canceling plans, uh, networking more. Um, There's a bunch of other ones that I can't really think about right now. But long story short, it's a really good tip for anybody out there looking to make a change. So while I was talking to him about this a couple days ago, I was inspired to create an episode really based around, I wanted this episode to apply to anyone, anywhere, at any point in their life. So whether you're a student, um, somebody looking for a job, somebody changing their career, somebody to stand still in their career, someone who's propelling forward in their career. Like, you know, maybe it's not about career. Maybe it's somebody who's looking for a partner in life, you know, looking for that one person. Maybe it's somebody trying to lose weight and get healthier. Maybe it's somebody trying to kick a, a bad drug habit or a smoking habit. Maybe it's someone who's trying to, you know, quit drinking. It could be anything in your life, whatever it is, that you really wish that you could make a change, you know, this year and that you could stick to it. Um, I wanted to make an episode on that that could inspire the help and inspire the change for that. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this, but there is something called reverse engineering your life. Highly realized people, you know, learn to think and feel from the end. So in other words, it's that they experience what they wish to intend before it even shows up in their material life. In much simpler terms, people, these people, these highly realized individuals, these like high performers can already believe things before they even see them, before that thing manifests. So for example, if there is somebody who's trying to take their company from 50 million to 100 million, that person in a moment's notice is able to look, you know, be at their desk and look at the big picture of life and say, okay, I can and will get to 100 million in this time frame. It's that belief, you know, they, they believe it so much that they begin to see it materialize. But when they start to believe it, it's not really there. He's only worth 50 million. But he can believe it in his mind, he can see it, and he can work towards it like it's already there. It's just this, it's an energy. It's like an internal shift in perspective. It's an internal shift in your belief, in your power, in your willpower almost. So how can somebody reverse engineer life? And why would you even want to reverse engineer life? Or why would you want to reverse engineer your life? Simply because... When you reverse engineer it, which I will uh, share with you guys how to go about it, it's in like six or seven steps, you are as efficient as you possibly, humanly possibly can be. And what I mean by that is when you're looking at your end goal and you're working backwards all the way to your present day, to your present circumstance, it forces you to make a map from the end to the beginning 
as opposed to from the beginning to the end. So in other words, you're able to see life play backwards. You know, if I want to get to $100 million for my company, then I put $100 million and I say, now what do I do? What do I do? What does it take? How many people does it take? How much capital does it take? How much more? You know what I mean? Like you can work yourself backwards. And this is just with, a, you know, a pen and paper. And then you can put it up somewhere. We're going to see it every single day in your bathroom, in your office. And from that point on, every single day, commit to it. And it could be, you know, kicking a bad habit. You know, maybe you're a smoker and you want to stop smoking. So then put down and goal is to be a non-smoker. We'll work yourself backwards. What does it take? I'm going to go 10 days without smoking, you know, or I'm going to get this kind of help for the first 30 days to help me kickstart this. And you just work yourself backwards with tactical, methodical steps to get there. On a basic level, like the psyche of, of all of this, of reverse engineering your life, the whole like mindset behind it is this. And you're going to have to follow me for a second. When we want something, so I'll go back to the smoking habit for a second. When you want to not smoke, you are focused or you want to become a non-smoker and you want to be healthier. You're focused on the fact that you're not healthy right now. You're focused on the fact that you are a smoker right now. And you're like, I just don't want to smoke anymore. I don't want to quit. I've been trying to quit for years. I keep trying and everything fails and things happen in my life and like I plummet or I go out to a party and it like happens again. So you're putting out this energy of you're already not there. You know, you're already not a smoker. You are a smoker and you are unhealthy and you just can't get yourself to the non-smoking stage of life, okay? So when you put that energy out there, you're wanting and needing to not be a smoker. And so you continuously attract and put out energy of not wanting to be a smoker. But you're still putting that energy out there of like, I'm not yet and I'm trying to not be one, right? I'm a smoker right now. I'm trying not to be one. So it's almost like you're not helping yourself. You're almost kicking yourself in the head. Does that make any sense? Like you're, you're kind of like, oh, hey, I, uh, I'm acknowledging the fact that I'm a current smoker and I can't kick this habit. And so that's just what you keep putting out there. And you're perpetually in the state of can't kick this habit, continue to be a smoker, even though you keep saying that you want to stop. So you continue to attract that. However, when you start to say that I, I am healthy, I am a non-smoker. I quit smoking. You are now changing the vibration and the energy that you're putting out there now. You have now shifted into a power of like, I already am. I am healthy. You know, I have officially quit. I'm a non-smoker. Not that I want to quit or I want to be a non-smoker. So you have to flip your wording a little bit by saying you are, I am. And by doing that, you will start to feel more empowered. You will begin to actually believe that you can, you will, and you are doing that which is what you want to do. It'll all work out for you. Another, 
another example, a much easier example to understand is say you want a brand new car and you keep getting into your car every single day. And you're like, I just want a new car right now. I just want a new car. Like, gosh, I just wish I had more money to get a new car. Like, I just really want a new car. You're, you're putting, you're constantly saying you want, you want, you want, you need, you need, you need. So the universe will keep giving you circumstances that are putting you in a place of want and need. It won't fulfill it because fulfilling it will put you in a vibration of, I have the most amazing car. I have a new car. I'm so happy, you know, because when you say I am or I have, or you see it as it already has happened for you, that's where the circumstance matches your vibration. But if you constantly say, I want, I need, I want, I need, I wish, then it's going to perpetually keep you away from that thing so that you're always wanting it, needing it, and wishing for it as opposed to already having it. So it's weird how the universe works with a couple of things. And I'm sure many of you have experienced this where you may have just slightly with your heart expressed some sort of desire that you wanted. Like, oh, that's such a nice sweater. It's like really expensive, but I would love to have that sweater. And maybe you got it as a gift a couple weeks later or a year later. You know, maybe there was an acknowledgement, a reward or, or a promotion or something at work that you're like, you know, you kind of just put it out there and asked for it, you know, in your heart and you ended up getting it and it was a huge surprise. That's how the universe and the human mind work to create things in this world. And without getting too much into the esoteric levels of this, because I feel like it's very hard to explain it without making it very confusing for people, I would just say this. You have to begin as if that thing, whatever it is, already exists for you. And now on a practical level, instead of saying want, need, and wish, you say that I am successful. I am making, you know, 800K a year. I am doing XYZ. On a more practical, methodical, physical level, you sit down, you know, between today and tomorrow uh, during this new year time and you write down and reverse engineer your, your plan to take those steps because wishing and believing and, you know, just saying it out in the universe and believing it is not enough. You know, you have to take action. That's just how we as humans co-create with the universe. You know, you, you step back for a second, and ever wonder how do these entrepreneurs become so successful? You know, how do these celebrities become so powerful and influential and like create these huge, huge brands for themselves that are super successful? Because they don't just sit there and wish and believe. You know, I can sit here and, and I believe in certain things about myself that haven't even happened yet. But I have to consistently put the action behind my belief as if it has already been done. And that's how humans co-create with the universe and the energy like this is how things come about they don't just like poof come out of you know thin air so with that being said you have to very much it's it's a, it's a two-part thing you think it instead of saying i want 100 million dollars you say all right i have 100 million dollars now part 2 how do i get there and you take these six or seven steps and you work yourself from the moment you have 100 million all the way to your present day where you don't have it. So you can reverse engineer your life and take these methodical steps. There is a point to make in all of this, another side point. 
while you're flipping your words that you speak with yourself and while you're, you know, believing something in that hasn't happened yet or believe in something before you see the physical manifestation of it um, when you're picking your goal to reverse engineer, I would say a very easy way because I've had some people kind of combat me on this and say, well, how do you sit there when you're only making, you know, if I'm, I'm only ma- I'm at a dead end job and I haven't gotten a promotion in years and I'm making like 70k a year. How do I sit here and say that I want a hundred million dollars that and reverse engineer that? My first piece of advice for that would be um, following the law of detachment. So when you are going to sit down to reverse engineer your life, you're going to pick. Um, each goal. So you'll pick five to six goals. And that's how all these goals will be surrounding your life, like your personal relationships, your career, your finances, your health, whatever it is. So you'll pick one thing at a time and you will reverse engineer each thing. But when you go to pick each goal that you want to attain, you will at that point use the law of detachment to pick each goal. And by that, I mean, I, this is what I do personally myself. Like when I sat down to reverse engineer my life two days ago, I picked six goals, five goals, sorry. And I dreamed even bigger than I did last year. And the reason being is because without any limitations, without any boundaries, I fully just thought, what do I want in this area of my life? Like, what does it look like? What does it feel like? Physically, what does it manifest like? Like, what does that look like in my hands, you know? And it wasn't like unattainable. I wasn't like thinking that, oh, it can't happen or that's too much. I don't think I can do that in my lifetime or I don't know anybody in the industry. Like, how am I going to get in that industry? I just free flowingly flat out let my heart decide and let my heart write out on that piece of paper my five or six goals. And in doing so, I was limitless. I was, there was no boundaries. You know, my heart, it was just my pure heart just speaking out on these are the things I want. This is how I want to feel. This is how these things are going to make me feel. And this is why I want to attain them. Like I just wrote them down. In doing so, I didn't put out the energy of I can't. I didn't put out the energy of this is too big of a goal for the universe to grant me or for me to attain myself. I was happy about it. I was excited about it. I was lighthearted about it. It was just like a kid who's imagining the most outlandish, outrageous thing like he could fly, you know? That's how you have to be. You have to be very big with your dreams and very out there in like, what is it that I want and go full force at it? Two reasons for this. Whatever your heart really wants And I'm talking like really what your heart wants, not what everybody else expects of you, not what society wants from you, not what's going to fuel your ego, but really in your heart, what do you want? And you know what? For some people that might just be that I want to be a stay-at-home wife and not work. Then say that, you know, don't be shy. Don't, Don't put down goals that you don't really want. Really ask yourself and then free flowingly let it out of you. And when you do that, be very happy about it. You know, it's I could compare this feeling to like having a crush on somebody. 
you don't stand there and think that you can't ever talk to that person. You don't think that you can't have that person or date that person. It's fun in the beginning, right? It's lighthearted. You're happy. You're giggly. Every time you think about that person, you're super, you're smiling ear to ear. You're in admiration mode. You're in adoring mode. You're liking that person. You're liking that thing. You're not focused on trying to date them or get married or you know, how long it's going to last or if they're going to like ever leave you or cheat on you. You're simply in this very positive space when you have a crush on someone. And so take that as an example. Like when you want that car, don't look at it as an unattainable goal. Be in admiration of its beauty, like why you like it. It's a sign of luxury for you or it's like the color is so beautiful or the ride is so nice or you like what it looks like on the outside, whatever, or it has more space for you. Be in admiration mode, not in a negative lack, I don't have it, I can't have it, it's so hard to get mode. So when you're writing your goals down, think of it as like a lighthearted crush and just, you know, be happy about them, be excited about them and stay in that place for as long as you possibly can. We're all humans and we have emotions and we sometimes over time when something doesn't come to fruition in the way that we wished, we get a little bit cynical and we start to think that it's not possible. And we start to think that it's this goal or this thing that we want. It's all the way up here on this high pedestal that we can't have. You know, it's just too expensive. It's just too hard. It's been four years and I still don't have it. And I think that's where we can't let ourselves go. We have to maintain that childlike adoration or admiration for the things that we want in our life. So to retrace my steps to keep this episode kind of like concise and clear, the first thing is you want to pick five or six goals in your life, in all areas of your life. You know, one can be career, one can be finances, one can be relationships, one could be marriage, it could be health, it could be friendships, it could be social life, it could be anything. And Think about the end result, the end goal. Like, this is what I want. And when you're picking it, be happy about it. Be detached. Be lighthearted. Be excited. Like, like I said, it's like having a crush on someone. Like, you're just, you're just in adoration mode of it. You know, it's like enthralling. And then at that point, you want to take a step back. Maybe give it a day. I would say give it a day because sometimes we can sleep on our goals and say, oh, that's not really that important to me. This other goal is more important to me. So just pick five. And then you want to take these steps with a pen and paper. I do suggest pen and paper. I'm sorry. I know it's 2020. Everyone's got iPads and computers and whatnot and the notes app in your phone. I get it. But writing something out And reading it in your own handwriting has its own power. I don't know what it is. It's a different feeling. It's a very personal feeling. It's way more empowering. And it it almost holds you accountable to your shit. Like you will listen to yourself when you write out. When you text it or type it, it's just not the same. So take a pen, take a piece of paper, and look at each of your five goals that you listed out. And bring back the feeling of like that childlike, you know, excitement for each one, the belief that it's happening, knowing that it's there, you know, and now all you got to do is figure it out, right? You just got to, you just got to take that journey now, that reverse engineering journey to get there. 
at this point, I would say work backwards on each goal, filling in the previous step. So for example, if it's I want to I want to be a non-smoker. Okay. Now you're excited about it. You believe that this is an attainable goal. The belief is there. Now you sit down with a pen and paper and you work backwards. So immediately when you're a non-smoker, it's you quit smoking. How did you quit smoking? I, you know, used nicotine patch for three months. Before that, I tried to quit on my own. You know, like you just keep filling in these things or I need a counselor, you know, or like I can get help. Like you just fill in these steps that you want to take and bring yourself all the way to your present moment today where today you are smoking and you're trying to get rid of this habit. And so then you can tomorrow wake up and look at that first step and say, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to get the nicotine patch or I'm going to get a guide, a, a counselor to help me do this. I'm going to get medical help to do this. And then the next step and the next step. And the next thing you know, you're so detached from the end goal of becoming a non-smoker and having quit. You're so detached from being a smoker that you're just simply in the moment, in this journey, on this path, taking these methodical steps that will lead you to becoming a non-smoker. And one day you will wake up and you will have quit. It'll have been like a two years and you would have never... You'd be like, wow, it's been two years I haven't smoked a cigarette. So work backwards, fill in the previous step. You will then be able to see the natural path. You will also be able to see whether your actions and decisions and your beliefs on how to get there align. And here's what I mean about that. This step is very important when you're filling all this in. It almost calls you out on your BS or your lack of education or information about something. If you are trying to quit smoking and you put in there like, I don't even know what the next step is. The patch didn't work for me. Well, do some research and find out other ways to quit. And write that in. You may have tried the patch and then just quit. It didn't work for you and so you went back to smoking. You know, and you went off your path. And that's why you're still smoking this day. So you kind of have to, it forces you to learn. It forces you to try different ideas, different avenues, different ways. It forces you to research and educate yourself on how you can get there. Instead of just, you know, shooting darts in the dark and hoping that you quit one day. Hoping that this thing works. Instead, you're creating a really solid plan for yourself. The next step is to Keep going till you're at your present day. So I know that some of us, depending on what our goals are, they can be very big goals. And like these steps might be like take forever or we might need to research and do more work. My advice here would be do not get up off your table until you at least reverse engineer one goal. You might not be able to reverse engineer all five in one day, depending on how big or small they are, but definitely don't leave halfway through your goal. Like sit down, you know, if you have, I'm going to make a hundred million in sales, figure those steps out backwards, you know, or I'm going to get 10,000 listeners in my podcast this year. Figure that out step by step by step. And trust me, this isn't done in five steps or six steps. It takes a long time. It takes a plan. It takes 
excuse me, it takes a lot of detail, a lot of clarity to come across it. But you have to do that in order to see what steps you got to take starting tomorrow morning. The next one would be make this a live document. And what I mean by that, it's a real breathing alive document. So make changes. Maybe one week down the road, you realize that step one is not working, or you realize that you've already tried step one and you have a solid no, you know, like you got to pivot. Always be willing to go back to that piece of paper and scratch that out and put in a new step. Maybe you're networking and you find an easier way to get to your sales goal or this new piece of software that can help you get there. Go back, put it in your step in your plan, scratch something out and say you're going to try this new software and you're going to give it like two months to try that. Always be willing to make adjustments to help propel you forward. You know, don't be blind to your document. Don't be blind to what you wrote. But as you're getting new information, as you're moving through life, be able to go back and adjust to help you and set yourself up for success. Those are the steps you want to take. Here are some tips of before you even sit down to write, okay? You have to be prepared to take action. Reverse engineering your life is not something you can wish for and hope for or just plainly meditate on. You have to do that plus take action based off a very detailed, clear, concise plan. You have to be willing to change. For me personally, there were some things that I realized I was doing wrong. Like I was my own block in one of my goals this past year. I was the reason. It was my belief system. It wasn't really something methodical that I was doing wrong. It was my belief system about something that was blocking my own path. And you have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to accept and then pivot to move forward. You have to stay committed. You absolutely have to stay dedicated. This is something that I do excel on because I love a challenge, but I will take on these mini goals and write them down and say, between January 2020 and March 31st, 2020, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And I stick to it. I, it's on my bed post. It's on my bathroom mirror. It's on my phone on my back screen. It's posted to my desk. It's taped on there. It's taped on my computer. It's constantly, constantly there. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I just stick to it no matter what. A perfect example of that is this podcast. I promised myself, one of my biggest pet peeves is when podcasters are not um, consistent And this is nothing against anybody or anything. This is a personal thing of mine that when I dedicate my time to something, I hate that slack. I hate that gap in things. So if I'm supposed to push something out every Tuesday, I will get something out every Tuesday. Like that is just how I'm I'm designed that way. And And I think it comes from kind of like my background of my work ethic. And also in law school, you kind of had to just self- discipline yourself and like you kind of stuck to things and you showed up for yourself. So consistency is so major for me. But before I even care about consistency, I care about being committed and dedicated to what I said I was going to do. So everybody's different. You know, some people are more driven by consistency. Some people are just inspired to show up every single day. And some people are just driven by, no, I said I was going to do this, so I'm going to do this. And so that's for me. And I would say that 
definitely before you sit down to do this, commit. Decide and commit. Don't let vacations, don't let nights out, don't let a hangover, don't let anything or anyone get in the way of this plan of yours. Um, Definitely be prepared to stay focused and be prepared to become obsessed with the journey. The whole point of this is to show you how to dream really, really big and believe in it and believe in yourself, to detach from your present reality and detach from your end goal, your dream, and just become obsessed with this, you know, the plan that you laid out, the steps that you laid out that it's going to take to get there and to become happy and joyful and just excited about the process and the path of there. For me, this can be very tough when it comes to tangible goals like, um, you know, if I have financial goals for myself or I have like other goals like that are business related, staying in the moment and being happy in the journey gets a little tough for me. But when it comes to self-development stuff, like I want to never be triggered again um, in an argument. Like I get obsessed with trying to get there. You know, like I get obsessed with trying to become a better version of myself because I, I, don't, I like personal goals more than anything. It's just it just makes me tick. So everybody's different. But the whole point of this is that no matter what it is, whether it's a personal goal or a real tangible physical goal, we all have to learn to be in the moment and be happy with the journey because I know this is like a broken record, but it's all about the path. It's all about the journey. I would not be the person that I am today had I not gone through these ups and downs these last several years. I just wouldn't be the same person. And as much as I would never want to go back there and I would love to just not have the journeys that I've had, I can still look back and acknowledge and appreciate and agree that I needed those moments. I needed those ups and downs to make me the person that I am today, to help me realize certain things about myself, about the world around me, about the people in my life, to get where I am, to help me get to where I want to go. You know, that's just life. That's not even about this episode or reverse engineering your goals or anything. That's life, plain and simple. So I would definitely encourage you guys to stick to the plan, be obsessed with the journey, stay detached, like just be happy. Be excited about your goals. Be excited that you get to do something in this life. There are so many people out there who, and I don't want to, I hate talking about negative things, but like, you know, who maybe are sick or maybe dealing with something really major in their life and they, they don't get to pursue their passions or they don't get to pursue their goals or they have to put their family first because, you know, there's something in their family that's going on so they don't get to work on themselves. Just be happy that you do. Be happy that you get to wake up. Be happy that you get to work on yourself. Be happy that you get to have dreams and goals to work towards, that you have a purpose, that you have a plan. I think it's that simple. Sometimes we make it so convoluted and we make it so extravagant and so tough on ourselves by overthinking things and getting completely lost in it that we forget why we're even doing anything. So that's what reverse engineering looks like. And to remind you guys, the steps again is... Become detached, have a crush on your goals, and pick five of them in all areas of your life. Start at the end. What do you want out of life? What is the end goal? 
work backwards, filling in the previous step so you can see the natural path. In this step, you're also going to realize what actions or beliefs you may have had in the past that weren't working and not aligned to get you where you want to go. For example, you want to be your own boss and be your own entrepreneur, but all you do is go to your nine to five job, come home, eat dinner, have a drink and go to sleep. Well, how are you going to ever be your own boss if you're not working towards it, you know, and you're just slaving away at your nine to five? You're going to realize some of your own bullshit and you'll be able to change your plan and write a detailed plan on how to get to your end goal instead of just wishing and wanting. And then you want to keep going till you're at your present day. So you don't want to you want to avoid any gaps in your plans. Go from the end to the very beginning to today. The beginning is today where you're at now. And then add key points and methods and methodical steps. Be very clear, be very detailed and make adjustments as you see fit along this journey of yours. And then be prepared to take action, be prepared to change, stay very committed and dedicated, stay committed to your focus and become obsessed with your life, with bettering yourself and attaining these goals. And I promise you, I hope that next year, this time next year, so one year from now, I hope to do another reverse engineering life episode. And I hope that I can share with you guys what I wrote on my piece of paper and what I accomplished, what I didn't accomplish, what I learned, how I got there, how many times I had to pivot and change, how many ups and downs I may have experienced. Um, did I give up or did I not? Um, all that stuff, all that good stuff. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how far each and every single one of us has made it in a year. And just a year is all you need to make the change. I mean, I believe in three months and six months is, is good enough for a big change. But I will come back to this episode in a year and we'll redo this and we'll recap it and figure out hopefully I'll have Brian on, on that episode too. And... You know, we can all share our stuff. I do have a side note. There is, you don't have to start from scratch. So when you go to write down your five goals, there is a piece of paper that I printed off. I don't know if many of you are familiar or not with the Skinny Confidential podcast. Um, If you go on her blog and just type in, in the top search bar, go on the skinnyconfidential.com and type in strategic future by design. Again, that's a strategic future by design. It'll pop up in her blog, click it, it's a PDF, and print it off. That's the exact piece of paper that both Brian and I filled out separately for this year. Those are the goals. We reverse engineered each one uh, two days ago, and that's exactly what's taped up everywhere for me and for him for the next 365 days is our plan. I will link that PDF, that piece of paper that you can print out and fill out yourself in the show notes below this episode. I will also have it on my IG stories all day today. So for anybody listening, and if you guys can't find it, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is Nina Pal Dixon, N-I-N-A-P-A-L-D-I-X-O-N, no spaces. And I'm happy to shoot you a link, but it is up on the Skinny Confidentials website. Wanted to share some books with you guys before we end this show. It's called Reverse Engineer Your Future by Paul James. If anything was unclear to you in this episode or you feel that you want to do it but you're not fully motivated, I highly suggest that you download this book or get it off Amazon if, if, you're, if you're a reader like me and get yourself acquainted with 
reverse engineering your life, why you would want to do it, what are the positive effects of doing this, what are the success rates of people who reverse engineer goals as opposed to ones who just kind of nail it out there in the dark. Um, there's really, there's really, really, really good information in this book. There's numbers, there's statistics, there's proven solid results that will absolutely motivate you guys to reverse engineer your goals this year for yourself. And the quote for today is, do or do not, there is no try. When I sat down to write my goals out and reverse engineer each one, I was kind of, I was kind of stuck. I, I noticed like when you actually put pen to paper, you get stuck a little bit, you know, there's so many thoughts running through your mind. There's so much going on. You're, you're almost like at a, oh, there's so much, you know, but then you start to peel the layers back and you begin to realize the five most important things that you want to accomplish or be or become or experience over the course of the next 365 days. And in doing that, when I was putting some thought I was really sitting there and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm very much driven by keeping my word and staying committed to things. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do this, but I'm really going to stick to this. So I better make sure that these are exactly what I want, that I want these things so bad and they make me so happy that I will live, breathe and die this document for the next 365 days. And so a quote entered my mind while I was sitting there staring at my blank sheet and it was, do or do not, there is no try. And so for me, it was, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do it for a month or two months and quit or three months and then quit and go back at it in the fourth month. I'm going to do this full on through and through till each one is done. I may have to pivot. I may have to change. I may have to add more steps. I may have to delete some steps. I may have to change my timeline, but I'm going to do this and I'm going to stick to it this year to prove it to myself, not to anybody else, that I can, that I will, and like I'm already on that path. And so that's the quote. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm sure many of you noticed there was no Brian Dixon today. He has a very busy day ahead of him today. And we actually, it's the holidays, so we've kind of been kind of trying to, you know, balance our work life and um, hanging out with families and doing all these things and going to parties and dinners, We're trying to keep up. So he absolutely had to be in the office today. And so I figured I would just get on in here and share with you guys what I felt was a very important discovery for me this, this last few weeks and something that I'm going to take with me into the new year. I figured I would share it with all of you. And Happy New Year to you guys from both Brian and I. We are very grateful for all of our listeners. We're grateful for all the new listeners. We're grateful for all the support. When you guys send us messages or you do ratings and reviews or you text us, friends and family too, you guys have no idea how much that means to us. It literally keeps us going. It keeps me inspired. It keeps me motivated to continue to push out content. And that feeling is absolutely priceless. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You know, when I first started this podcast, I had a ton of fear. I had a ton of doubts. I even wondered like why I was doing it. And looking back, it is by far one of the craziest, but one of the best things I've ever done. And like I mentioned in last week's episode, we only hope to bring you more every week. We hope to be more engaged with our audience. We want more interaction with you guys. 
We met several of our listeners right here in St. Louis that reached out to us, and so we want to do more of that. So please, please, please keep your comments, keep your reviews, your messages to us, um, everything. Like even a simple message, friends and family do this a lot. They're like, oh my gosh, this episode was so good. Like I love this episode. That kind of feedback is very helpful to us when it comes to creating more content for you guys. So please, please keep that coming. We're looking forward to a really, really good year. And as I close out this episode, as the last episode of this year, um, I will say this, as, as we get older, you know, and as we have more life experiences under our belt, and as more things happen to us in life, we have a choice, you know, it's get better or get bitter. And one of my main goals this past year just have been to be a nicer person and to let things slide. Um, And so that would just be a reminder to everybody, like be kinder to one another, be better, be nicer, try to take the high road. Um, I'm really much trying to not be a combative person. Um, I'm really working on my whole taking the high road thing because I sometimes people say something to us that things happen in life and we want to defend ourselves, you know, and we want to jump in and like snap back. But as I get older, I'm just realizing I don't have the energy for those things And that's just how my realization came to be. But now sitting here, I feel that it's helped me become a calmer person. I understand people a little bit better. I understand why people do and say certain things now. And it's helping me not take things so personally. And I think in life, whether we're on the road driving and someone cuts us off or we're at work and someone's gossiping about you or you're at a family event and someone makes a comment towards you, you eventually learn as you start to practice taking the high road that nothing is really personal. We don't have to be mean to each other. We don't have to be butthurt over every little thing in life. We don't have to live life in a reactive state. You can always be at peace You can always be calm. You can always be in the moment laughing and smiling. You can can manage and control your environment and your emotions and your experiences just by um, having a lot of self-awareness and self-control. So if there's one little challenge I have for everybody or, you know, just an ask of everyone is to just be a nicer person. Um, especially to your close friends and family too. I think we take out a lot on them. We just expect so much from them, right? Like sometimes we hurt people who are closest to us, but let bygones be bygones. Let's start fresh with everyone. You know, you may not have certain people in your life and you may be bitter about that, but maybe take the time today to just forgive. Literally do a forgiveness meditation for 10 minutes today and promise yourself you're just going to forgive everything and everyone things that have happened in your life, people that have done you wrong, things that you may have not attained in life that, you know, make you feel like you're struggling. Let it all go. Let everything that doesn't make you happy or doesn't serve you, just let it all go and start fresh and just be a better human being moving forward. Happy New Year, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Did you know you can connect with your hosts, Nina and Brian, on Instagram at Nina Powell Dixon and Brian Dixon 06. 
be sure to reach out to them and share your thoughts and suggestions. They love to hear from you all.